There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Listen, for some of you, this is going to be your first time hearing me, and I need you to know I need you to not just leave encouraged, I need you to leave empowered. So watch me, ladies, watch me, men. We're going to keep it real so that we can heal tonight. I'm going to say it again. We're going to keep it real so that we can heal tonight. Would you just watch this? And I need you to understand you got to make sure that you're sitting next to watch this, some wine people. You got to make sure you're sitting next to some people that watch this or shouting about what God's getting ready to do in your life, that are excited about what's getting ready to happen in your life. So watch this. If I have you touch your neighbor and they got an attitude, skip them and go to somebody else. Don't let Missouri stop you from getting to Miami. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Why do you have us do that, Bishop? Because Matthew 18, 19 says, wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. Which means when you agree with somebody on your role, you're not doing it just to fill time in the message. You are doing it to activate the power of agreement. And the Bible says nothing will be withheld from you and it shall be done for you. And I need some of you to know, watch this, your worst has come to its end. Y'all ain't hearing me. I need you to know you're going to get more done between the end of this year than you have the first 10 months of this year. You need to know God has not brought you this far to leave you. God has not brought you this far to drop you off. I need you to just release this. Say, it's about to pay off. So for some of you, this will be your first time hearing me. I need you to not just leave in courage. I need you to leave in power. So I want to keep it real so we can heal. Here's the reality. There's women of different colors, ages, backgrounds. We got some men in the house. But God is about to meet you in this place because tonight is your night. And you just say, it's my night tonight. You're already sitting next to a miracle. What's amazing about these ladies' journeys as they share their testimony and stories is that, watch this, you didn't see what they've been through based on how they look today. And what you need to know is you're sitting next to somebody that looks amazing. They look incredible. Their face is beat. Come on here. But what you need to know is that they've had to have some days they didn't feel like getting out of the bed. They had some days they didn't feel like they can take it. They had some days they felt like they couldn't make it. Matter of fact, they had some days where they were suicidal. They had some days where they said, I can't take another day. They had days they said, I can't raise these kids. They had days they said, I can't deal with this marriage. But what you need to know is that they somehow, someway pressed their way through. You're already sitting next to a miracle. Can I get you to touch somebody next to you and say, I am a miracle. 
if I never read the Bible, I wouldn't have to because I can read you. I can read your story. And the same God that got you over it is the same God that will do it for me. Jesus was one of the greatest empowers of women, like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. The woman is at the well. Jesus says for her to draw some water, and, uh, and they begin to have a discourse back and forth. She's a Samaritan woman, and the Hebrews did not interact with Samaritan women. And Jesus comes in as a defender, as an empowerer of women. And when Jesus comes in, amazingly, Jesus says to her, he says, listen, uh, she says, uh, he says, the, the, the man you have now, he's not your husband, and you've had five. Here's what's amazing to me. Jesus didn't condemn her. He just told her the truth. Check this out. He checked her, watch this, and set her free at the same time. Y'all didn't hear what I'm saying. Watch this. He told her the truth about her story. What was Jesus really telling her? He says, you've had five men, and in those marriages, those marriages have not worked out. And the guy you're with now, you won't marry him because you're scared to commit. Let's go. Jesus tells her the story, and as he tells her the story, what's interesting about it is he doesn't condemn her for it. He just says, listen, I need you to know your story is about to get better. Now, I need you to know that the God of the Bible is not a God that pushes women down. The God of the Bible is a God that lifts women up. Like John chapter 8 uh, with the woman called in adultery. Interestingly enough, they only brought the woman. They did not bring the man. That's interesting to me because it takes two to tango. Y'all, they saying that with me. What's amazing is that, watch this, they wanted the woman to take all the heat for the relationship. They wanted the woman to take all the heat for what went wrong. And some of you ladies, watch this. You have been the one where everything's been dumped on you. It's your fault. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You didn't do that. And so you walk around with guilt. You walk around with shame. You walk around with condemnation because they only brought you in the room. They didn't bring the other one in the room. And I need you to know Jesus, when they start telling her of the Moses said or the Mosaic law, Torah says we should stone this woman to death. I love Jesus. Jesus is an absolute gentleman and a G at the same time. Because the gentleman him says to her, back up. And the G in him gets on the floor and he starts writing. The Bible doesn't tell us what he begins to write. But what he wrote made everybody drop their stones from the oldest to the youngest. In other words, here's what I think Jesus started writing. He started writing, Jimmy, I know you ain't acting like you ain't never... I need somebody to get free because watch this. You may have done everything they said you did, but you are not who they say you are. I need you to know Jesus has set you free. I need a lady in here to holler, I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. He says, lady, where are your, con uh, your accusers? He said, they're all gone. He says, neither do I condemn you. But here's what I love about it. He says, now go and sin no more. He says, I love you, but I need you to stop making these same mistakes over and over again. And for some lady tonight, you need to know your cycle's coming to an end tonight. No, 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 you didn't hear me. Your cycle of bad pics is coming to an end tonight. Your cycle of depression is coming to an end tonight. Your cycle of feeling like you don't have what it takes is coming to an end tonight. I'm not talking to everybody, but I'm talking to somebody. And if I'm talking to you, I need to say it happens tonight. Jesus, not only, not only, not only did he do that for that woman in, in John 8, but watch this, even Mary Magdalene, Magdalene's not her last name, she's from a city called Magdala, so we give her the surname Magdalene, Mary Magdalene, it was a woman, and the Bible says Jesus cast seven demons out of. This is interesting uh, because, watch this, I'll keep it simple, seven is the biblical number of completion, which means, watch this, she had to go through seven levels of hell to get complete. 
Y'all ain't talking. She had to go through her journey of mess and drama and issues, and she had to drink her poison and her milk. But watch this. It made her complete. In other words, watch this. Not only did it make her merciful, it also made her wise. Not only did it make her wise, but it made her, watch this, uh, it made her uh, cunning in how she handles things. Amazingly enough, this woman has seven demons, the Bible says, that Jesus cast out of her. And what's amazing is that they didn't even think this woman deserved to be around Jesus. This is the same woman that she breaks her alabaster box and she breaks it over his feet to anoint him. And Judas, now check this out, Judas, who was stealing from Jesus, is always, watch this, the mark that's talking the loudest that's doing the most. All they said, nothing. Sometimes you got to let people talk and they'll tell you everything you need to know. I need you to learn how to be quiet sometimes and just let people run their mouth and they're going to tell you everything they need to know. Judas says, we could have sold this to the poor and, and, and got 300 plus denarii for it. And then John writes a story and says he wasn't serious about the poor. He was stealing from the money box. Interestingly enough, they didn't think she deserved to be around Jesus. But what's amazing to me is that this is the first woman Jesus reveals himself to when he rises in Mark chapter 16. Even though they wanted to be last, God made her first. And there's some lady in here tonight where you think because of your seven demons that you should be last. You have been disqualifying yourself and telling yourself you got to settle and put up with and deal with. And I need you to know you may have planned to be last, but God wants you to be first. I need you to release this on your road. Say you ain't going to be last no more. Wrong neighbor, pick somebody that will agree with you. I ain't playing with you people. Touch somebody else and say you won't be last anymore. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat its fruit. Which means if you can't say it, you're never going to see it. If you can't speak it, God can never release it. The Bible says that he calls things that be not as though they were, which means I'm not lying, I'm prophesying. Say I won't be last anymore. Ladies, I want to take you on a journey back so that you can go forward because you've been like a bow and arrow. Let me, let me, let me show you this bow and arrow. Let me show you this bow and arrow. I need you to see, I need you to see where you're at. I need you to see where you at. I need you to see where you at. Actually, you do it. I can't do it. Put it on here. Touch your name and say, this is where you at. Come on, Pocahontas, fast, man. That back there. There you go. Look at me. Come here. Look at me. Here's what God does. Sometimes before God releases you, do it. He has to pull you back. You're not listening. You're not listening. You're not listening. Sometimes before God releases you, he has to pull you back. Sometimes before you're set up, you have to have a setback. Sometimes before you break through, you got to have a breakdown. So to every lady, this morning when I woke up, the Lord said, son, I need you to tell everybody in the building, everybody watching tonight, that where they've been is that, watch this, I had to pull them back. And I'm pulling them back because I'm getting ready to release them forward. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Sometimes before God launches you forward, he snatches you back first. And here's the word for you. Somebody say, I'm about to be released. No, you got to say it like you mean to say, I'm about to be released. Say, he's launching me forward tonight. Please say it like an army. Say, he's launching me forward tonight. Watch this. Let me check the room. Who can celebrate? Watch this. That the setback was for your setup. Who can celebrate that the breakdown was for your breakthrough? All things work together for the good of them that love him. Watch me.
Thank you, son. Watch me. I want to introduce you very quickly to a woman named Leah. Say Leah. Leah, whose story we find in Genesis chapters 29 through approximately 35. She's the daughter of a man named Laban. I want to walk you through this text because I want you to see yourself. Because sometimes when God pulls you back before he lets you go forward, he needs you to settle some stuff from your past. And you are so fixated on the future that you don't realize there's unsettled stuff from the past. That if you don't deal with your past, it's going to poison your present so you'll never make it to your future. Let me explain to you why some of those old flames have been popping back up. Y'all ain't said that. Let me explain to you why some of those old emotions have been coming back up. Let me explain to you why some of those old feelings have been coming back up. It's because God says, before I release you, I need to pull you back so that we can get your background together. So that when you are in the foreground, they ain't going to be able to bring up nothing about you. I need you to celebrate the days God kept you down here because God says when I take you up here, it's not, you're not going to be a shooting star. You're going to go up there for a long time. So there's some stuff you got to settle. So I'm going to look at this lady. Give me a few minutes here. Genesis 29, verse 16. We're going to walk it out. Now Laban had two daughters. How many daughters? Two. The name of the older daughter was Leah and the name of the younger daughter was Rachel. Watch verse 17. Leah's eyes were weak. Stop. If you grew up in church, you were often read this particular text from the King James Version and the New King James Version. And it says that her eyes were delicate. Her eyes were uh, her eyes uh, seemingly had some type of defect. But here's what you need to know. The biblical word in Hebrew there, that's the language of our Old Testament. It, it, it's not a physical defect with her eyes. It means this, she's weary and tired. Shut up. Leah, watch this, she couldn't see her future. She couldn't see her life getting better because she was weary and tired. You ain't talking to me. She said, I can't take another day like this. I can't deal with any more stress. I can't deal with any more drama. She was weary and tired, but can I take it further? Can I take it further? The name Leah actually means weary. So watch this. Her very name explains her predicament. The issue is Leah has been through so much up to this point that she literally says, I'm tired. I'm weary. Watch this. So I can't see much for myself. I can't see much beyond having these kids. I can't see much beyond living this current type of life. I can't see much beyond, watch this, settling for bad relationships. Y'all ain't talking to me. I can't see much beyond what I'm currently in because I'm tired and I'm weary. Any ladies or fellows in the room that you can relate to Leah where you, sometimes you just get. Oh, so y'all going to look at me like that in this building? Yeah. Sometimes you just get tired. Sometimes you just watch this. You, you saw the phone ring. You're just not answering it. Because you are. Sometimes you don't care if they milk, wine, or poison. You just want somebody there. Because you. Watch this. But Rachel, watch this, was beautiful in form and appearance. Stop. Immediately, the Bible lets us know there's tension between the two. They're sisters. Come here. They're supposed to build one another up. They're supposed to support one another. They're not supposed to let another friend talk about the other friend. Because if you talk about the other friend to me, you're going to get God. I wish. Oh, y'all not talking to me. Watch 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 me. Here's the deal. They're supposed to build one another up. 
They're supposed to encourage one another. They're supposed to support one another. But the Bible lets us know what the issue is. Leah is tired because Rachel gets all the attention. <laughs> Leah is tired. She's weary because Rachel seemingly has everything that Leah wants. So watch the tension. They are fighting one another instead of building one another up. They're at odds with one another because they can't celebrate their differences. So when you can't celebrate differences, here's what happens, ladies. You demonize differences. She thinks she all that. She think this. She think this. That ain't real. That's jail. That. And maybe that's not the level of your petty. Maybe your petty is a little bit more high in its uh, intellectual prowess. Well, where did she graduate from? Where is her degree from? Is her office in the corner? Is her office on the lower levels? Does she have a security pass to get upstairs? And what you don't know is she about to own the building. Be careful who you put your foot on because that might be the one you're going to be reporting to next week. I need you to encourage somebody next to you. Say, God's about to do something amazing in your life. That's how you were able to check whether or not you're dealing with a Leah or a Rachel right there. It says, it says... Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. So comparison, hear me, destroys because you demonize differences instead of celebrating them. And I want to challenge you, ladies. I often talk to ladies who will say, I don't have a lot of female friends. Women just don't get along with me. Could it be all of that? Watch this. And so what the enemy does is keep you preoccupied, watch this, with low-level battles. So you worried about who don't like you whether, instead of trying to run the whole corporation. Y'all ain't talking. You worried about who got an attitude with you rather than realizing your attitude is not my attitude. Your opinion about me is not. I've never seen a lion be obsessed with the opinion of a sheep. Would you just encourage somebody to say, I celebrate you. I celebrate you. I celebrate you for your uniqueness. If you light skin, I celebrate you. Dark skin, I celebrate you. White, I celebrate you. Black, I celebrate you. Curly hair, I celebrate you. Weave, I celebrate you. Whatever it is, I celebrate you. Here it is. I'm almost done. Watch this. Verse 18. Watch. It gets deeper. Jacob loved Rachel. Stop. What does that mean? He didn't love Leah. And he said, I'm going to serve you seven years. Watch me. I don't want that girl. Give me Rachel. I don't want Leah. I want Rachel. Check this out. What doesn't love you that you want to love you? We're going to go there. Let's go. So look at Genesis 29 and 21. Then Jacob said to Laban, after seven years, listen, Rachel must have been fine. I'm just telling you. It ain't that, and let me just be honest, it ain't that much fine. You better learn how to compromise. It ain't that much. Girl, you know I, 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 I got to finish. <laughs> then Jacob said, oh, let me, this is Denver. Um, uh, Lenny Williams, Google it. All right. <laughs> then Jacob said to Laban, give me my wife that I can go into her. <laughs> he said, I've been waiting seven years. 
<laughs> Jacob said, look, girl, don't talk. <laughs> don't turn no music on. Just come in the room. Some of y'all remember the old school song? Come on, in the room, come on. Jacob goes to Laban at the end of seven years. He says, look, I've been waiting for seven years. Give me my wife. And look what he says, not for us to go talk, talk about the future. He said, that I might go into her. I need you ladies not to act like you don't know what he's saying. Watch this. I'll leave that alone. Okay. Let me move. You can't touch this. Let me move. He says, for my time is completed. He waits seven years to get Rachel. Watch the text. Verse 22. So Laban gathered together all the people at the place and made a feast. Watch this. He makes a feast uh, so that it's essentially a celebration of them coming together. But here's the problem. It's a false feast. It's a false celebration. How do you know that, Bishop? Because look at verse 23. But in the evening, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob and went into her. He got him drunk at the party and said, just blame it on the alcohol. I need you not to look at me with that tone of face. Watch me. Imagine Leah. Because Jacob, look at the Bible. Imagine Leah, verse 25. And in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And Jacob said to Laban, what is it you have done to me? Did I not serve with you for Rachel? Why did you deceive me? I could imagine Laban. He would say, well, you couldn't tell the difference yesterday evening. Let's be real. Watch this. Look at me. Look. Verse 26. For it is not done so in our country to give the younger to the firstborn. Stop. Her father doesn't want her. Her father doesn't want her. Jacob doesn't want her. So now we see she's got a pattern. She's got issues with men. She's got issues with who should love her. The man that should protect her threw her out there. Y'all ain't talking to me. The man that should cover her threw her out there. And the man that she was, watch this, getting her hopes up, that when he woke up, he'd say, I'm happy as you. He looks at her and says, I don't want you. I want somebody else. Watch me. And who I want is your sister. No, you, you, you're missing it. In other words, she had this party last night that was a false celebration. And I came for some lady, some man in this building and watching me online tonight where you watch this. You've had so many counterfeit celebrations. It's starting to make your heart bitter because you got your hopes up. Come here, please. You got your hopes up that this was going to be it. This was going to be the breakthrough. This was going to be the relationship. This was going to be the business. And you had a celebration, but it wasn't a real celebration. It was a counterfeit celebration. I need you to release this on your own. Say it's about to be real, please. Uh-uh, you got to put some faith behind that. Say, it's about to be real. Watch. Verse 30. So Jacob went into Rachel also. And he loved Rachel. Watch the line. More than Leah. And he served Laban for another seven years. So for 14 years, he now serves to get Rachel. And for seven years, Leah and Rachel are now 
married to the same man, and he makes it clear every day, I don't want you. He makes it clear every day, you are not what I want. You are who I sleep with. Come on, I told you I got to keep it real so you can heal. You are not who I want. You're who's in the seat right now. Please come here with me. So now her father doesn't want her. Jacob doesn't want her. So watch me. She's got, you ready? Family issues. She's got relationship issues. And she's got issues with men. Leah is weary and tired already. And then on top of her weary and tired, right when you think God would give her a break, more. And I came to get somebody where that more is making you doubt. Where that more is making you stressed and weary. I need you to know this. Watch this. He wouldn't put that weight on you unless you couldn't handle it. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, I was built for this. Come on, release it. Say, I was built for this. So here it is, Genesis 29, 31. I'm almost done. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated. Wait a minute. God didn't stop him from hating. God let the hate motivate. Could it be that God leaves those that hate? Leaves those that are against you? That he leaves them in the room? Hmm, why, Bishop? He prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. In other words, God says, I'm not getting ready to set you up until some haters in the room. And I need you to watch this. Not just thank God for the people that got your back, but thank God for the people that's been trying to stab it. Why? Because God says, I'm about to prepare a table for you. Let's finish it. So when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb. She, listen to me. She couldn't produce until she was hated. Stop. Sometimes it is the pressure, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes it is the pressure that God allows to make you produce. It pushes something in you. Every, every woman that's had a baby, uh, 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 would you just wave at me and holler at the same time? Awesome. Listen, I think, listen, it's amazing what y'all do. I celebrate you. I'm so glad God chose me to be a man. Because the thought of having a child push. No, you push. <laughs> Hollering at me. Watch. When the Lord saw she was hated, he opened her womb. Stop. That means she's weary, she's tired, she's got family issues, she's got relationship issues, she's got man issues, and she can't produce anything. She's unproductive. Think about it beyond just children. She can't ever get the business off the ground. She can't ever get the family together. Everything she tries to produce, she can't produce because her womb is closed until the Lord sees that somebody don't like her. And when the Lord sees that somebody's against her, he says, let's set the table. I need you to celebrate the fact that, watch this, some of you be like, oh, when you going to get my enemies? God says, I'm using them. I'm using them to get something great out of you. You're about to produce. Release this over yourself. Say, I'm about to produce. So watch this. Let's walk through the Bible. But Rachel was barren. Stop. Rachel has form. Rachel has appearance. Rachel can't produce either. Both of Laban's daughters can't produce. So now they have to watch this. They have the added stigma that they come from a bloodline that's unproductive. Mm -hmm. You ready? Let's move. I got to move fast. Verse 32. 
Let's skip to verse 32. And Leah conceived and bore a son. Here's what I want you to see. Say, I'm every woman. And fellas, you know, every man, all right? Cool, all right, cool. All right, just, you know, flow with me, all right? All right, here's the deal. Leah has got these issues. She's got this background. She's got these problems. She's tired and she's weary. The Lord says, I'm going to open up your womb for you to finally be productive. Here's the problem. It was mentioned by one of our panelists, one of our honorees earlier. What's the why behind your what? Mm -mm, it's quiet. Why do you want what you say you want? Because when your why is wrong, you'll produce something, but you'll produce something that's going to cause you more pain. So watch the text. And Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben. Watch what she says about her son. Because the Lord looked upon my affliction, and now he's going to love me. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. She thought sex was acceptance. She thought laying down was acceptance. So when she produces Reuben, watch this, Reuben in her mind is maybe this man is finally going to love me. I want to ask you something. What's motivating you? God Almighty, would you lift your hands and say, Lord, your glory out of my life. See, if it's anything other than God getting the glory out of your life, I'm here to tell you your motives are messed up, jacked up, tied up, tangled up. So what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? I got to move fast. What's the next one? Verse 33, she conceived again and bore a son. So that one didn't work. And said, because the Lord heard that I'm hated, he's given me this son also. She called his name Simeon. What's this? She says, well, Lord, give me a son because I'm hated. So what's this? Because I'm hated, give me a son. And if you give me this son, it'll remove my hate. God, give me Reuben and it'll make somebody love me. There's a lot of things you're doing. To be loved and not hated that are not giving you what it is that you really want. Let's go further. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Verse 34. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, now this time, stop. You haven't learned yet. You want to know the most interesting thing about ladies? Ladies, y'all are amazing. Y'all are smart. Y'all are strong. Let's go help. You is kind. You is smart. You is impotent. But sometimes you don't know how to read the writing on the wall. Please be real with me so we can heal. Sometimes you're so used to making stuff happen, you think you can make people do what you want them to do. You think you're going to make that man do what you want him to do. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You're going to make that job do this. You're going to make. And the reality is, is that's not how it works. Because the one thing God never gave us dominion over is other people. So she has the third son. And the third son, she says, maybe this time he's going to want to be around me. So he doesn't love me. Rachel still hates me. But maybe this time at least he'll want to be around me. I'm almost done, y'all. Because I've given him, what, three sons. She says, if I keep giving him sons, then maybe eventually he'll attach to me. Come on. Can y'all free me? Seriously, can you free me? If I keep giving free samples, maybe he's going to want the sandwich. And that's not everybody's testimony. 
Because for you, it's not relationships. See, I love, I love the diversity of what was said in the panel. Because for some, your bad picker is not relationships. For some, you picked amazingly well. You ain't going to say amen about your own picks. So like, <laughs> Who did, Bishop? Who? For some, you keep producing things. You start this this month, 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 thinking it's going to fulfill you. Not realizing if you're not fulfilled in who you are, you won't be fulfilled in what you do. I need you to know you sit next to a boss. Listen to me. I need you to know you sit next to somebody that's right, bold. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. I need you to know you sit next to a world changer. I need you to know you sit next to somebody that's the interruption to the dysfunction in their bloodline. Let's go. You ready? I need you to know you sit next to somebody that was born to rule. Let's go. Reign, conquer, and subdue. Let me finish the text. Here it is. Verse, verse uh, uh, 35. And she conceived again and bore a son. Watch me. Here's the change. Somebody say, here's the change. She says, this time, I'm not putting my attention on people. I'm not putting my attention on a relationship. Watch me. On a business. Watch me. On my children. Watch me. This time, all of my attention and all of my focus is going to the and for some of y'all in your pullback, God has been saying, you've been doing everything else for everybody else and you forgot about the God that saved you. Forgot about the God that raised you. Forgot about the God that protected you. So here it is. She said, this time, I'm going to praise. Come on, y'all. So she called his name Judah. Then she ceased bearing. Stop. Why she stop bearing? She stopped bearing because she realized why she was having them in the first place. It was to satisfy some feeling, watch this, of emptiness, some feeling of loneliness, some feeling of incompletion. And God says, Leah, you've been weary and tired all this time, chasing all this stuff, and you forgot about You're so busy raising grown people that you forgot about me. Here's the question, church. Who can she run to? Who can she run to? You don't know that song? It literally is like required musical material to graduate music school. All right. Watch me. Look at me, look at me. Ladies, who do you run to? I'm done, I'm done, I'm almost done. Ladies, who do you run to? We talk about three types of relationships. Milk, say milk. <coughs> Wine. Poison. Milk spoils over time. Wine gets better over time. Poison is sent to destroy you. And sometimes you don't know what they are up front. But sometimes you do and you keep drinking. She knew what Jacob was. And she kept drinking, hoping she'd change him. Many of you under the sound of my voice, your stress is because you're trying to force your will on somebody. I'm trying to force somebody. This is what they're going to do. This is what they need to do. Bishop, my kids, this. Bishop, my son, this. Bishop, my... Blah, 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 blah. And God is like, listen, Linda. She couldn't talk to Rachel. Rachel's her enemy. 
who's supposed to be her sister, is her enemy. I pray for every woman under the sound of my voice that you have a ride or die in your corner that you can talk to. Let's go. That you can talk to, that you can keep it real with, and that if need be, they're going to check you. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I pray you have a woman that's not intimidated by you. I pray you have a woman friend in your life that's not intimidated by you, that's not competing with you, that's not trying to outdo you, but wants to see you do well. Somebody say, I receive that. She can't talk to the kids. They're not mature enough to handle the conversation. Single moms, can I help you with something? When you involve your children in your grown folks' business, y'all ain't got to like it, but it's real. When you involve your children in adult business and adult conversations, watch this, you will teach them things and expose them to things sometimes that they're not ready for. Watch this. She even at one point tries to drug Jacob with mandrakes, which were the equivalent to meth, to seduce him to love her more. Want to know what's interesting? We never read that anything changed between her and Jacob. Watch me. Something changed in her. Things never change with her and Jacob. There are some things you're going to have to settle. Watch this. With this reality. Not settle. That's the whole statement. Settle with this reality. I'm never going to be able to make so-and-so do this. So what I need to do is settle with the fact that I can't control them or that. That's some, that's some real stuff. Y'all didn't like that. Some of y'all, you know what your attitude is? You're trying to shift the room. You're trying to control the room and control the boardroom and control the family and control this and control your husband. I love what one of our honorees said, that she didn't even realize her husband was one. I can't imagine the attitude he caught sometimes. I'm just saying, I don't know. I, just, I can't imagine. I don't know. Bless you, sir. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. She never was able to change the relationship between her and Jacob. But, I'm going to say but, but something changed in her. Could it be that what you can't change is designed to change you? Y'all ain't saying nothing. So here it is. We're closing the message right here. Leah's children were character traits that she birthed out, and it's reflected in the meaning of their name. So here it is. Watch this. Every lady, every man, every person in the sound of my voice, at one point we birthed this out. And tonight, what my assignment to do tonight is to show you this, that there are certain things that you cannot change others. They're designed to change you. Leah was so busy chasing Jacob, she abandoned her kids. She's so busy chasing him that she abandoned her own journey. So watch this. When she could have been making something out of herself, she's busy running. Y'all not saying nothing to try to get him to do something. And I need to get every person under the sound of my voice to realize this tonight. Somebody say, I can do it all. You can be a mother and a wife and serve in church and, and give God glory. You can do it all. This is not an either or. You can do it all. Listen, you were able to take a baby and birth it. You were able to do far much more than that. So here it is. The first son is Reuben. Reuben represents compromise. Reuben represents when you hate the way you're made. You don't like your skin tone. You don't like your teeth. You don't like your feet. You don't like your nails. 
you, you know, whatever it is. There's something about you you don't like. And so what happens is, is the hatred for the way you're made. So you begin to compromise. So you begin to say, well, because of that, I, I shouldn't expect this. All of us have birthed a Reuben. I need you to release this over your life, though. So say no more compromise. Uh-uh. You got to have values, ladies, and you got to stick with your values. You got to say, this is how I do things. You're a lady of integrity. You're a lady of honor. You're a lady that gets things done. And if they can't get with that, they can go on over there and get. Here's the second. The second son is Simeon. We read his name already. Simeon is a victim mentality. So a victim mentality says this. God, if you loved me, why am I going through this? Why me? What did I ever do to, de ever do to deserve this? We never know what made Leah tired and weary in the first place. We just know she's tired and weary. So what's amazing to me, y'all, what's amazing to me is we don't know how she got there. We just know that when we meet her, she's there. Watch me. There's a lot of ladies, watch this, that when you meet them, you don't know how they got to where they are. You just met them in Miami. You didn't see them in Missouri. You didn't see them in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. It's a place. And you have to say it like that. You didn't see him in Colby, Kansas, on I-70 right outside of Denver or Colorado with that one McDonald's. They might have more now. What's this? Say Simeon. Let's be honest. Sometimes it becomes easy to have a pity party. Can I have some tissues, please? Sometimes it becomes easy to have a pity party. And when you have a pity party, no, stay. Somebody bring me some candy. Turn on Netflix. <laughs> See you at me. Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm a good woman. This is my best woman impression today. This is as good as this gonna get. So y'all better laugh at these jokes. This is as good as this gonna get. I ain't a dear. I ain't putting no wig up. You know what? I, you know what? You know what? I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm, I'm so over it. I'm so over it. No, I'm good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But the more I think about it, I just... Would you touch your neighbor and say, cancel the pity party? Say, let it be. Say, and keep it moving. Y'all not saying nothing. Say, cancel the pity party. The story's about to get better. Here's the third son, Levi. Levi means attachment. Sometimes you get attached to the wrong people for the wrong reasons. And you hold them responsible, watch this, when they don't reciprocate your attachment. So Levi represents attachment. That's what the name Levi means, attachment. It's where we get the Levitical precept. There's a whole lot of depth there, but I don't want to deal with that. She gets attached to him. There are people you have attached yourself to. Watch me, because they're your fantasy. There's people you've attached yourself to because they are your escape. Y'all ain't talking. There's people you have attached yourself to. And the attachment, watch this, the motives of the attachment aren't right. And it doesn't mean that the person is wrong. 
it means that the motives behind your attachment need to be purified. Sometimes you got to learn how to redirect. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Okay. She's attached. Say attached. What if you're attached to something that is a leech? I'm done. I need one minute and 30 seconds, and we're going to Judah. Mm -hmm. What if you are attached to something that is detrimental to you? But watch this. You created the attachment. They're con Ooh, let's go. They can't make it any more clear. But you had Levi. And Levi says, I'm attached. There are certain friends that are very clear to you that you are their friend. They are not your friend. But you're just... How do I know they're not my friends, Bishop? Because they're friends with your enemies. That's, that's how I know you ain't my friend. Jesus said, those that are with us are with us. And he that's not gather with me is against me. Let's go X-Men. If you're going to be with us, be with us. A storm. Book of Storm, chapter 2, verse 3. Here's the fourth son, and here's where we're going, ladies. Say Judah. Uh, Y'all know Judah means praise, right? Here's what's amazing to me. Let's go. Let's go. Judah represents, the Bible says after that she stopped, she ceased bearing. She ceased bearing in that time of her life because something happened when she redirected her attention. Here's what happens, ladies. Sometimes you get distracted. And every lady in here says, well, Bishop, you're a man. Let me help you. Because all of the scriptural counsel to women came from men. He don't understand. I do. I read your prayer requests. I talk to you. I encourage you. I got a shepherd's heart. I know exactly what you're going through before you're going through it. Why? It's written all over your face. You didn't have to say a word. You know that one, though. <laughs> Watch. Say Judah. Can't get you to say it with some strength. Say Judah. Y'all got it. She got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Here's what Judah means in its most simplest of definitions. Thank you. That's it. Say thank you. She says, listen, Reuben, she says, Reuben, I produced Reuben, and, and the reality is when I produced Reuben, I thought that this was going to, watch this, if I compromised, that he was going to love me. I hated the way I was made, so I compromised. Then she asked Simeon, she says, oh God, if you love me, why is this happening to me? Then, she's, then she says, Levi, Levi, I'm attached to the wrong people for the wrong reasons. Be careful of people who attach to you because they see where you're headed. Some people are trying to come along for the ride. Then she says, Judah. Say Judah. Judah. She conceived and bore again and bore a son and said, this time I will what? Praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah. She ceased bearing. Judah in its simplest form, what did I tell you means? Thank you. Here's what she says. Lord, thank you. Wait a minute. It's about to turn. The room's about to turn right now. She says, she says, Lord, 
this whole time I've been complaining about why me and let me do this and let me do that. And she says, Lord, I need to refocus my attention and just tell you. Thank now, now listen, listen, ladies, some of y'all, you're like, that's it? Yes, that's it. See, you think it's deep, but sometimes the biggest solutions are the simplest ones. Sometimes the greatest solutions are the simplest ones. I need everybody in this building and everybody online to lift your hands and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for what? Thank you for my enemies. Thank you for Rachel. Thank you for Jacob. Thank you for my hell. Thank you for who hated me. Thank you for who was against me. But watch this. It's more than just thank you because Judah means, watch this, renewed commitment. Shut up. She says, I'm renewing my commitment to you, God. Because all of these years, watch this, I went to church, but I wasn't committed to you. I prayed, but I wasn't committed to you because I was only in it for what I could get from you, God. Y'all not talking to me today. She says, I'm renewing my commitment. So check it out. She finally has a thank you and a renewed commitment. I wonder if there's any ladies in here where you can be honest and any fellas in here where you can be honest that there's some areas, watch this, of your relationship with God that need a renewed commitment. Can we tell the truth? Watch this. I need you to release this. Say, Lord, I renew my commitment to you tonight. But here's what's amazing. Judah interrupts the crazy cycle. She's in this cycle where every few months she's prego. But she's prego for the wrong purpose. Every few months she's doing something. She's doing this. She's doing that. She's doing that. She's doing that. But all of a sudden she has Judah. Shout Judah. Judah. Ladies, we're done. She shouts Judah. And when, and when she has Judah, the cycle stops. She says, listen, Jake. <laughs> I could imagine the scene. She's like, I got a room full of people coming to see me, Jake. It's a movie. All right, let's not use it. Okay. It's like, Jake, listen, I get it. You wanted Rachel. I get it. You didn't want me. Okay. Hey, I get it. I was doing stuff to make you do something. That's not going to work. I was having, I was building business. I was doing stuff to make something happen, and that's not going to work. So she says, you know what? I had Judah. And when I had Judah, I said, this time, I'm going to say this time. time. I'm going to praise the Lord. Here's what she said. She says, this ends this cycle. She says, I'm not going to be walking around depressed anymore. I'm not going to walk around stressed anymore. She says, watch me. I'm going to enjoy my life where it's at. Y'all not... I'm not going to be unhappy because I don't have this. Here we go, y'all. We're about to go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm not going to be unhappy because I don't have what I prayed for yet. This time, I will praise the Lord. I'm not going to be frustrated, not going to be angry, not going to walk around stressed, not going to walk around with a bad attitude. I'm not doing that. This time, I will praise the Lord. Somebody say this time. Somebody say this time. She stopped the cycle. She stopped making bad decisions. Here's what the Bible doesn't tell us how old she is. But can I tell you this? She outlived Rachel. 
Which means you're going to outlive your haters. You're going to outlive your enemy. You're going to outlive some enemies you just got to outlive. And I need you to know it was meant for evil, but God is turning it for your good. Somebody say, I'll outlive it. So here's what she does, and then we're done because we're about to give God glory. She has two more sons after Judah. But these names are totally different. You want to know what the next son is? Because, ladies, we're getting ready to release a praise in here that's going to bring something. You're going to have your Issachar. Say Issachar. That's the next son she had. Issachar means recompense. Anybody out here got some cash? I'll get back to you, maybe. I'm just joking. I'll get back to you. All right, thank you, darling. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Say recompense. She said, for all them years. No, come on. She said, for all them years. Can you help me? I'll straighten this out. Anybody from the South? You know, the South, they used to iron money. Y'all don't know nothing about that, Denver. Y'all write checks. In the South, iron that money. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Iron that money. You spent Friday night ironing the money before you went to the show. Say recompense. Uh-uh, say recompense. L listen, ladies, we're done. That means payback. So here, here's what it looks like. Here's what it looks like. Come here. Here's what it looks like. God says, God says, Oh, so now you're going to put your attention on me? So now you're going to give me the glory? So now you're going to give me the praise? So now you're going to stop birthing stuff for people and you're going to birth stuff for me? Well, let me pay you back for how Jacob didn't like you. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Let me pay you back for how Rachel did you. Let me pay you back for your tears. Come on here. Let me pay you back for your tears. Let me pay you back for your drama. Let me pay you back for your issues. I need you to release that word. Say, I'm having Issachar tonight. Say it. Say, I'm having Issachar tonight. Hold on. Let's give them their money back. Let's give them their money back. Ain't nobody going to be emailing me talking about he took them people's money. I email back. All right, watch. Say recompense. So we're about to release a praise in this place tonight, ladies, and we're going to go in. And God says, when I can see that your focus is back, I'll pay you back. You don't go through anything God intends for you to get shorted on. Some of you have just decided, I just, I just lost on that deal. Mm -mm, God says, I'm about to pay you. I guess I just lost that. Mm -mm, I'm about to. Pay. Somebody say it's never lost. Somebody say it's seed sown. Here's the last song she has. Zebulun. Zebulun means honor. Stop. She has a son. Child rather. That she names honor. She says. Father. The truth is. I've been in this cycle of being weary and tired as I lost my honor. And the reason I kept doing crazy stuff is because I lost my honor. But tonight. Watch me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Not just honor for God, but honor for your. You ain't chump change. 
You, you are not, you are not, listen to me, you are not a throwaway. You're not a hand-me-down. You are not second class. You are not used goods. Y'all not saying nothing. You, you are not a basket case. You, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, you are somebody. The Bible says that when God made us, he made us and crowned us with honor and glory. Which means when you don't know who you are, you'll do stuff you have no business doing. So tonight, here's my assignment. She was so focused on what we talked about with Reuben and Levi and all that. She didn't realize that there was more in her. If you keep reading her story, you'll see that she produced some amazing things. You keep reading her story, you'll see, in fact, that she outlives Rachel. The thing that she thought was going to take her out is the thing that built her up. And tonight, here's my assignment, ladies. My assignment tonight is to let you know there's more in you. And you've put yourself in a box. And tonight I came with a hammer to, to take that box up off of you. You ready? Everybody in the building stand. Everybody watching online stand. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is a place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. 
Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Phone plan streams in standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details.